case, what do you want to say? I've recorded this like 17 times. Do you ever feel like you're just in your own head? Hello and welcome to the Fuck It All podcast. My name is Casey Lett Gordon and I'm your host. This podcast is dedicated to modern women redefining it all. And boy, do we have three big announcements today. Number one, today is the launch of season three, Conversations with Creatives. I sit down with 10 incredible women that are using their creativity, their art, their voices to change what it means to be a modern woman. We talk to chefs, painters, actresses, writers, filmmakers, meditation teachers, and someone extra special here in episode one. Number two, I started a company, y'all. It All Media launches today. What the hell is It All Media? Well, it's a community that builds and affirms women's power to define, create, and own their it all. If you listen every week and are like, OMG, Case, I fucking love the show. I want more. Well, babe, this is more. It is $12 a month. That's $144 a year. I can tell you I have had many petties plus a foot scrub that costs more than that for you to invest in yourself. Now, why should you do this? Who is this for? This is for the woman with the restless discontent for something more and a bias to create it. The woman who is done playing small and you are looking for a group of women to go along with you. We're here, babe. We are here. Now, what's announcement number three? I'm not doing this alone. I'm starting a company with my best friend and co-founder, Katie Louise Mullins. Just like on KLG, she's KLM. Lucky for me and you, she said yes to joining me on this journey of creating a company. At the beginning, we got a lot of advice, mostly unsolicited, around watch out for the cattiness, the competition, prepare for when you guys don't like each other. And to all of that, we're saying no. This is a company that looks differently, acts differently, and is different because we are making it so. So with those three announcements, one, season three, listen every week. Two, Go to itallmedia.co. Join the membership. I promise you for $144 a year, this is going to, fuck it, I'm going to say it. It's going to change your life. And number three, go learn about Katie Louise Mullins, my co-founder and best friend. Everything that you've heard here on the show has been background conversations that I've been having with her over the past several months. And her voice is one that's needed here in this group. So with that, I'm going to stop talking. I'm not kidding. I've recorded this a hundred times. I've spent an hour down here in a closet like a weirdo. You can hear my voice. It's shot. And go enjoy the episode. Cheers. How many times are you going to stare at yourself while we do this? Probably a lot. Welcome to the Fuck It All podcast for modern women redefining what it means to have it all. I'm your host, Casey Light Gordon. Today, I am joined by someone extra special, Katie Louise Mullins, who is my best friend and co-founder of our new company, It All Media. Hello, everyone. It's so good to be here. If you could see us right now, we're fangirling so hard. Anyways, uh, where to start? Okay, let's give the audience a little background on how we met, how this came to be, how we arrived here. Ten years ago? Ten years, yeah. July 2011. Look at us. Making this happen, baby. So Katie and I meet in grad school. An interactive media program. Funny how things come to be where we are now creating an interactive media company. <laughs> For once, we actually got the right degree. I know. <laughs> we became fast friends. Some things to give you context into our friendship. Katie and I lived next door to each other. We were in an accelerated program, spent honestly a shit ton of time with each other. It was a very quick way to learn if you liked or disliked people. Yeah, we were in the trenches. And she said to me one day after class, hey, do you want to go do something tonight? 
And we are in small town North Carolina. So what do you do? You go to the local shopping center where there's like a Chili's or something. And she says, so do you want to go shopping? And I said, I don't know. Maybe like, let's go grab a beer. And there was this instant wash of, okay, you're my people. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. And for the past 10 years, with the exception of the past four months, we haven't been in the same place. Tell our audience a little bit, what have you been up to for the past 10 years? Past 10 years, casual. So after school, I moved to Charleston for six years Mm -hmm. and then moved to Thailand. Mm, Casual. Um, Previously, I've been in the nonprofit sector and I did a switch from environmental and animal care advocacy to wanting to get back to people. And then moved to Thailand to get the international experience. And then just before the pandemic hit, I moved back to D.C., a nonprofit hub to find a new opportunity and follow the the traditional path. And well, <laughs> my plans were quickly changed and I now find myself in Atlanta. And I may or may not have planted that seed many months and years ago and continued to beat that drum. But classic Katie, do it on her own time, man. So the thing that I've loved about our friendship, there's a lot of things, but the thing I think I've always loved is despite the fact of us physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, all of these different components of our life being in different places, we have an ability to come back together and find, maybe it's our values, but common experiences that relate to each other. And whether it's been a day or a month since we've talked, jump right in, take a genuine care and interest in each other's lives. I saw an Instagram the other day between Oprah and Gail, and she said the secret to long-term friendship is finding a friend who's more excited about your successes than you are. And when I saw that, immediately sent it to you because that's been our path, the shared excitement and joy for each other, despite many times wishing we were physically there with each other. Yeah, exactly. We had a couple fuck it all moments over the past few years. We joke that I have a fuck it all moment. Katie has fuck it all mindset. I like to do everything by the book and then blow it all up. Whereas you were more comfortable of saying, what do I want? And then doing it. Yeah, gone to it different beat on my own time. Everybody that's listened, you've come along November last year, start the podcast, have my fuck it all moment. Katie at the time had just returned from Thailand. I think having your own version of what is next. Yeah. First of all, I love Thailand. It was the most wonderful place in the world and I would have loved to stay, but I will tell you the the pay for a nonprofit worker in social impact. Getting home was an entire month's salaries. Yeah, it was definitely, it was time to return. But I love that you made the space for it. It wasn't a forever play, but you did it and you got, I mean, we'll talk about it, but an incredible group of women, a global network of friends and the experience you were seeking. January, Katie's birthday is the 12th. It's the 11th. I call her. She'd been in D.C., waiting on a couple of opportunities. And the day before, around 3 p.m., I have a missed call. And I knew this call meant, and I don't know why, call it intuition, woo-woo, whatever. I said, I don't think she got the job she was waiting for. So I thought on it for the next day. I've been having this feeling for a while, but let me just sleep on it. And so I wake up in the morning, I'm driving, and I call Katie, and I'm like, okay, tell me about the job. She's like, didn't work out. I then say, I think you were never meant to get the job because you were meant to move to Atlanta to start this business with me. I don't know if you want to share your perspective of this phone call on the other side. Yeah, so 
I get this call and Casey gives me this pitch. Come move to Atlanta. I want you to start this business with me. Would you be willing? You can even move into my backyard where she has a studio space. Like Casey is a brilliant saleswoman. And about 20 minutes into this call, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to do this. (laughs) I knew then, but I was like, okay, like, let me call you back. Let me just sit with this for a minute. Already knowing that I had made my decision, but I needed to call my people, my Mm -hmm. family and work through the logistics. So Anyway, you know, talked to family, took a walk and called Casey on my walk back and said, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. It was three hours later. Three hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mind you, during this time, I hadn't told anyone my plan outside of Katie. And so then I was like, oh, she said yes. Oh, I need to go talk to Blake about what that means. Fortunately, he knows and loves Katie just like I do. And that was an easy sell. And then we started working on logistics. For any of you out there, I don't know if you felt this way, Katie, but there's so many narratives around women in business, the cattiness, the competition. We all know the stereotype. And then two, in the startup space, starting a business with a friend and watch out, things could go south. I hear so much of that around the negativity. And going into this, knowing that our friendship was so sacred that I wanted to protect that, that was my biggest, okay, let's work through this. And I was so grateful because we took the time. We met later that month and spent several days thinking about what that looked like, talking about values. Yes, the work, it's gonna come and go, but how do we like to work with one another? Remember, we spent a year together 10 years ago. And so for the nine years since, what had we come to be as individuals, as professionals? Truly, too, did our it all align. Yeah. That was a lovely plug. Thanks. Uh-huh. We have tons of resources, which we're happy to share and, and will for those of you listening. It all membership. Hit up Patreon. Find out what that membership's all about. But you're looking to go into business with someone. You're looking to make a change. How do you make sure that it's a values-based decision? And I was so proud of us when we walked away after those three days that we had oodles of sticky notes, whiteboards, and we had mapped out not perfectly what this was, but we had mapped out what was important. And I think one of the biggest things that came out of this is the questions, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do with the rest of your life? And Casey and I both said, we would do this. We would build this. We want to tell women's stories. We want to amplify women's voices. That's for us how we want to make our impact. That moment, so often it's, what's your exit strategy? Are you going to raise capital? And the thing I loved, and Katie said this, she goes, I want this to be my last job. And I was like, cool, me too. Not because we want to sell it in a year or two, but because this is just like you were saying, the work we want to do for the rest of our lives. Will it look differently? Will we evolve? Will the company change? My God, I hope. But the fact that we knew that coming in, it's as much terrifying as it is exciting for me because you're getting what you always wanted and you have somebody with you that also wants that. And Mm -hmm. I I know nothing else. I know you're determined as hell. So we're probably going to make that happen. And I will tell you since then, this has been one of the most vulnerable processes that I've ever been through. And to have my best friend here to hold my hand through that while we're having so many similar experiences, Mm -hmm. to know you're not in that alone. This journey has been incredible. An ass kicking, but incredible. Mm. You and I did something probably... Maybe, I don't know, when you moved in, what, April? April. So shortly thereafter, we were doing a meditation, or I had done one with Gabby Bernstein about what are you most scared of. And 
we talk a lot about on the show that we invite women on and the instant anxiety they have is, oh my God, fuck, I got to show up as my best self. And I think the two of us have felt that so many times. And and there was a question of what do you fear most? And it was amazing and enlightening for us both. That was the fastest we responded and were able to write and articulate what we were feeling more so than the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It was like we knew the deep, dark, scary parts of us. So what are you terrified of? I hit her with this. I didn't tell her what I was going to do. What am I terrified of? First of all, I would tell you, when Casey first asked me to come on the podcast, I had so much nervous energy around that because I felt like I had to show up to a networking event and pitch myself in this way of, this is my story and this is who I am and this is something I'm really proud of. As soon as she asked me about my fears, I was like, this is it. As soon as you told me I didn't have to bring that person, uh, the illusion of perfection, right? Perfection has been the enemy in this process. But I suddenly was like, oh, I opened up. I am not nervous. And it's interesting because this is such a vulnerable thing to talk about. But yet here I am. What I'm most scared of is particularly in this process with Casey, letting her down. I'm an empath 100%. I get so much of my fuel from my relationships with other people. And two of my core values are vulnerability and community. I mean, if I feel like I'm not showing up for my community in the way that I think I should be, that terrifies me. I know that in my own space, letting myself down is something I I think I'm pretty accustomed to. <laughs> but letting other people down is, is, you know, truly my worst nightmare in that space yeah it's funny because anyone that knows katie would tell you she shows up better and more than anyone else probably in any of your networks that you're in friends family and so hearing that from her it's like her biggest fear was something that i was never scared of because i've never known you to not do that even just in the fact of how you try to show up for me my biggest fear was for so often i have judged myself on being known and it wasn't until recently as she said this has been a pretty vulnerable process of figuring out that it's not to be known it's doing work worth being known for and that switch is really important for me because being known comes from an external validation doing work worth being known for comes from an internal validation is this something i'm proud of but i'm terrified of being forgotten of being inconsequential of being a nobody and i think revealing that it's the ugliest parts of myself that I know deep down and I don't share that with many people openly. I sit here on the podcast and I talk confidence and self-assuredness and all these things but the very thing that I want to face in this business of helping women find that inner power it's the thing I struggle with the most. I've enjoyed knowing your vulnerabilities too and I think being highly in tune with what is the other person's Achilles heel. Yeah. I've talked a lot. It's classic. (laughs) I want to hear about It All Media. You all right down there? Yeah. She's getting crazy. I am kicking things. So pumped. It All Podcast, November 2020. We launch it. Everybody asks, like, what is this? It's cool. Stories are great. And then in January, when I come to you and say, I think this is bigger and this is an answer to what so many people are asking for, and it seems to be hitting on something. Can you share with our listeners, those that have been avid fans of the podcast, those that have gone on this journey with us, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. So for me, when Casey called and asked me to be part of this, first of all, I was just so proud of her that she had the courage to start this and telling these stories as a storyteller myself. I was just so impressed. We've talked a lot about vulnerability on this, but to put herself out there, knowing that this was going to be a a learning curve and something completely new, and especially in the creative space, she has artwork in the form of a podcast out in the world. (laughs) And then when she invited me into this space, I was so excited. And I think it was exactly at the right time in my life because 
I had this this wonderful community of women that I met when I was in Thailand. And not that I didn't have a community of women before that, but it was mm-hmm. in a different light and in a different space. I actually came out of a long-term relationship that was almost seven years while I was still living in Charleston. I love my partner very much. And he at the time was battling his own demons, as we all do at different yeah. points in our life. And when he let me go, I decided immediately that what I was going to do was go to Thailand. I applied for this job. As one does. As one does. I wanted this international experience. And so I sent out this application. And you know when you choose a new opportunity and you just feel it in your gut that oh God, I literally said to myself, oh shit, that's going to take the second I hit send. And I actually came to Casey for the weekend to spend time with her. And within a week, I had interviewed for this job, accepted the role. And in a month's time, I quit my job and had already moved. It was a three-week interim. It was insane. And I packed up my whole life. We can unpack what that was about later. Yes. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Whole other podcast. But in that, I was very much rebuilding me. At this age, I'm in my mid-30s. I was refining myself. What does that look like? Who am I? What do I want? What is my at all? And yeah. I was on a very different path. And I think, honestly, the path that was always meant for me, I just needed to come back into my own. And yeah. in that, I met extraordinary people that I was so open to that had similar stories to mine. Yeah. And they were all brilliant in the professional space, yeah. living and working abroad. They're strong women. And just they had so many beautiful experiences that I could just sit down on any given night and just listen to them tell stories. And I felt, oh my God, these are my people. This is the first time I felt like I see myself in these stories. And that was a huge and very powerful and and transformational moment for me. In returning home, I was seeking that again. And and I've maintained my relationship with with all of these women. But I think it's an age thing, too. Mm -hmm. Like when you get to a certain point in your life, you're looking for those supportive and empowering relationships. And you kind of do a review of the relationships that you've had Mm -hmm. over time and who really is empowering in your life. But I think when you called I thought oh my god this is it these are the stories this is a group of women this is this amazing community and people I see myself in the podcast I was listening to I want to be around women that are supporting each other I want to change the narratives, the narrative that made me feel like, am I crazy? Am I alone in picking up and going to Thailand? Because a lot of my friend's response when I was living in Charleston was like, well, we're going to read her eulogy because she's doing something we cannot relate to. And so I, I did feel like... Am I strange? Am I out of place? Is this not right? And it made me question myself only briefly because I, you know, I have a fuck it all mindset. So it all media to me is exactly that. It's putting together a a community of women that are going to support each other, that are going to be in this rumble together, that are going to go on this journey and say, you're doing it differently. Fuck yeah. Got a little chill on that one. (laughs) Katie was one of the inspirations, actually, of starting the show. So when I set out to do this, as she mentioned, I'd recently come back. And what I had loved is so mid-30s living in the southeast there's a very specific mindset that we have right like you're settling down and you're doing the whole thing and there were a couple things when you went through your breakup and decided to move abroad one just how you said it he set me free it wasn't bitter it wasn't regretful it wasn't resentful it was proud and appreciative oh so grateful of what it was understanding of the timing and need to change gracious towards him and doesn't mean it wasn't hurtful doesn't mean it there weren't 
painful as hell. Hard times, but there was just a mindset of it happens for me, not to me. That was really inspiring to me because we had been in relationships about similar period of time. And I thought, how would I have handled a circumstance like that? And I really found it inspiring of the perspective. The second was her confidence to say, family, friends, community, you may not understand this need to go abroad, but that is where I come home to myself this woman's lived all over the world. So that's part of the core DNA. But she did it on her own time with a confidence that even if other people couldn't understand, we knew, I knew, you had it figured out. And I wanted more of that. I want that assuredness. You said something to me when you came back and you were in DC and you said, my mantra for the year is burn the ships. Burn the ships. Guys, I picked a war strategy as my mantra. Nobody's surprised. So what does burn the ships mean? Burn the ships for me is taking away your safety net. I'm always my best and again core value is vulnerability but I'm always at my best if I take the leap I feel like you have this inner knowing this intuition that says this could go terribly wrong but I probably won't and I'm just gonna take this jump and and you think about it too you can never have your foot in two places at once Mm. so if you're gonna make a move it's just something about committing wholly to whatever that new experience is you can never fail. It's just an experience and a lesson learned. And so just taking that leap and being brave enough to say, this might be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Jump. I'm so amped right now. I saw that when you were in DC, I mean, talk about another moment where you could have had a different narrative. You went to DC, you were there for almost a year. And when I called you to say, hey, is this something you want to do? It wasn't, listen, I've committed to DC. and I'm going to see this through. It was hey, DC's been really awesome, but that sounds really great too. And you, I know I've lived there previously and reflecting on it, wrote a piece around how DC was your transition place. Like you come for one thing, but it always sends you on your way for something else. And I'm telling y'all people, the way she reframes things, it's mastery. I think that's just making a lot of decisions where you've got to pivot. (laughs) Call it whatever it is. But I think that's That's one thing that I've continued to learn from you over our friendship and I hope to bring to this community is the perspective. We have control over the narrative we give it. Mm -hmm. So many women, they are victims of the narrative handed to them. But when we say, whoa, 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 no, this is actually the story that happened. That's something I hope we give to this community. We're not giving you a voice. We're helping you find and own yours. And so it all media, what are the things that you can expect? Our goal is that over time, we begin to tell new stories and maybe not just new stories, but allow new voices to come to the forefront that have traditionally been silenced or told that they weren't valuable. Help women realize they have a fucking story. My favorite thing about this show is after every woman comes on, she says, I didn't know I had a story to tell and you helped me realize I did. That to me is so beautiful. The other piece is when you're in the the rumble of doing something new or different, it's hard. I'm on the steepest learning curve I think I've ever been on in my life. I think both of us can say for over a decade, we're leaders in our career. And then now we've switched in for myself, like entrepreneurship so far has been like learning a new language. And I have not been the best. I I feel like I'm starting over and that I I can deal with personal vulnerability, but professional vulnerability is the next level for me. And so in being in that space, I just feel like this has been a rumble. We've learned so much about each other. Mm. We've learned more about our friendship. We've learned about ourselves in this process. And I think yeah, we're here to we're here to struggle along with you yeah. because it all is forever changing and yeah. and that's part of it. We're we're really hoping that in this community as we adapt to the things that come our way, we become these extraordinary women that we want to be. That we've always wanted but, to be. Yeah. But that we are. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. I think one of the last pieces I'll leave our listeners with for those that are curious is this is a chance to build with us. We are creating a foundation for what we hope to become a movement, to what we know will become a movement. I'm not even going to speak it into truth. And as founding members, we need your voices. Katie and I are two women with two experiences, but we are not all women with all experiences. So being able to invite those other voices in here to help us tell those stories, to ultimately change the systems at work, at home, in our communities, in our everyday lives. So often when we say this to women, they know who they are. We are for women with a restless discontent for something more and a bias to create it. If that is you, that is us. You belong here. You belong here. This is going to be something that we offer our members is weekly. Katie and I are going to be sitting down and talking about some of our own rumbles real time. What are the things that are keeping us up at night, making us cry, making us celebrate that we're learning? And just like we talked about today, the things that we're most scared of, we hope that we can give our gifts, which I think is storytelling, the ability to reflect, put into words, what sometimes feels really hard and impossible, and help you all build the muscle to do the same. That would be success for me. Thanks for doing this with me. Absolutely. The business, not just the podcast. Yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be an incredible journey. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. This is Casey Light Gordon, Katie Louise Mullins. Katie Louise Mullins. K-L-G-K-L-M. If that wasn't fate, I don't know what is. We are the co-founders of It All Media, the host of the Fuck It All podcast. And over the next several months, we are going to be sharing with you our vision for what this media company becomes and how you can have a role and a hand in helping create it. We're grateful you're here and we'll see you in the trenches.